Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast and happy St. Patrick's Day. Yay. Yay. (laughs) We thought that (laughs) since it was a day of celebration for the Irish, that we would talk about planning and doing an Irish road trip. So things to plan for and things to see and do based on your time frame and interests. So Let's dive in, Megan. I'm really excited because um, you've done this. Yes. And I'm planning to do this. Yes. Hopefully soon. <laughs> I don't know when, but when I when they're like, go, I'll be ready to go. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing this. We're preparing you. Exactly. So Ireland appears to be a small country by landmass, but it is filled with so many nooks and crannies, filled with so much to do. So unless you have like four weeks or more, I don't know, so much time, you won't be able to see everything in one trip. So if you only have two weeks, you're going to have to miss some stuff probably, but um, just make a plan. So make a plan, stay more than one night in a place. We definitely recommend doing that because otherwise you're really rushed. Um, and I would say like one of the first things I think when there's a whole country to travel and visit that people are like, well, what the heck do I do? How do I start uh, planning for this? So you really do have to keep in mind, of course, that you can take bus tours. I actually have a high school friend who did that. Her and her husband didn't want to think about driving. So that's what they did and they loved it. So don't feel like you have to go by car and often with bus tours, they plan it for you. So you don't even have to worry about the planning piece always an option, but today we are going to talk about planning your own Irish road trip. And it can seem super daunting. And much like we talked about um, in episode six, all things road trip, um, this is really no different. You need to start with research on what you want to see and do in your allotted time frame on the Emerald Isle. So Jen, when you and Ryan are sort of thinking and planning now, will you be renting a car and doing a self-driving trip? That is what we're planning. And I'm a little nervous. Like we've never done a trip like that before. We've either like just kind of flown into a city and stayed in that city um, with some like day trip kind of bus tour day trips is kind of what we've done. We've never rented a car and driven around like an entire country. Um, But uh, Ryan's a great driver and I trust him and I won't be doing any of the driving. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what we did. And I also did not drive. Um, And I have to say, I spent like needless months literally worrying about this before we got there. And like most things, when you worry so much, it didn't turn out to be nearly as bad or as terrifying as I expected. But again, I was the passenger. So there was a lot less stress on me. Peter actually said on the weekend, he's like, I didn't tell you. But when I got in that driver's seat and thought, oh my God, I now have to do this. He's like, I didn't want to stress you out. So I didn't say anything, but he's like, it seemed daunting. Mm -hmm. And of course it does take, as you can imagine, some getting used to, but honestly by day three, at least for me, and I definitely think for him too, it was feeling semi-normal. The human brain really is amazing when it comes to adaptation. Mm -hmm. Um, And like we talked about before, like I'm not ready for bus tours. So for us, we love to make sort of unplanned stops when we see something cool. So renting a car as of now in our lives is the, is the way we want to go. But 
I do have to mention it wasn't cheap. So with full insurance, including sort of what I like to call the ripoff insurance of tires and rims, <laughs> um, our car rental was about 1600 Canadian for 11 days for a Ford Focus. Mm. It wasn't like it was a BMW or anything. <laughs> so that was like honestly where a bulk of our, our money goes. So is that something you guys have sort of budgeted in or thought about mm-hmm. in terms of the car piece? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of learning from you as yeah. I go. But um, yeah, I think maybe people assume that driving yourself is going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah, it has its benefits. And hopefully if you, you know, plan and obviously we've all had lots of time to save. Yeah. Um, so if you can plan for that in advance and want to do the car, it's a great way to go. But so where to start? Like essentially you've thought about the car, sure you're doing mm-hmm. it, but it really yeah. does depend on where you're flying into what you do next. Mm-hmm. So um, are you thinking Shannon or Dublin? For your we, we were planning to fly into Dublin airport, the biggest airport in Ireland. Um, I believe WestJet was flying directly from Halifax to Dublin when we initially started planning that trip. Right. Um, I hope they will in the future. Of course, right now they've taken away all kinds of our direct flight options from Halifax, but I'm definitely hoping that we can fly direct into Dublin. Um, I know people also fly into Shannon, which kind of gives you a start on the southwest corner of Ireland. So I don't think there's a wrong decision. It just depends no. on, like where you want to start. Well, that's exactly it. And kind of the theme of the whole podcast today, it's about what you're wanting to do at the end of the day and like what your plans are. So For us, before we went, and we've talked about this before, to figure out what we wanted to do, we read blogs, you know, we looked at articles for top things to do in Ireland, we scoured Google Maps ourselves (laughs) because people just make notations and you can see things other people have done, all while, of course, pinpointing Google Maps as we went so that we wouldn't forget, plus I jot stuff down, making sure we saved interesting spots so we wouldn't forget them. And we had 13 days for things to see and do in Ireland, and You can either travel, of course, counterclockwise from Dublin or clockwise around the country. Mm -hmm. Some people, if they don't have a ton of time, go up north, come back around to the west, and then cut across. So that's what a lot of people do as well, again, depending on the time frame. And when we left the airport, we immediately headed north. So have you guys thought about that piece yet uh, in terms of like, is there a direction? And not that it really matters, but again, people just sort of look at a map and see things differently. Yeah, we actually plan to do probably the opposite of what you did. We are planning to head south and then kind of come up around to the north and then back to Dublin was our plan. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen blogs doing both like, and it's according to, and it's so funny. I don't know why, but when I looked at the map, I never even thought of going south. It's funny what your brain (laughs) tells you. Cause I don't think I thought about going north. There you go. And so for us, once we got settled in the car, like we strategically planned for our first day to be like in a small village, no big cities. Not that really there are tons of big cities there anyway, but it was only about 45 minutes from the airport because we just knew we would be exhausted from our overnight flights. Mm -hmm. And it was a really great plan because the room was ready for us. We got lucky. We were in bed by probably 11 a.m. We had a great sleep. Later that day, we went out to explore a little bit, saw an amazing group of cows it made my whole day. Um, and then we, of course we had our first pint of Guinness in a nearby town. So I mean, great, great first day of, especially when you're exhausted in terms of like 
what to do when you arrive. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good plan because for people in Europe, it's not as big of a deal, but for us going overnight, you really do have to strategically think of that first day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know when we've gone to Iceland, it's been similar thing, like overnight flight. And I really try to just like stay out there and like power through that first day and go to bed at like 7 p.m. just to try to like get yourself on the right clock but my husband's more of a napper than I am and he definitely wants to have that rest time where I'm just like let's drop the bags in this room and get the heck out there because I want to see stuff right and I I respect that very much (laughs) um I just know like I'm so tired because neither of us can sleep on a plane so we're Mm -hmm. both just exhausted but again everybody's different so if you can do that you're certainly not wasting any time sleeping so that's really great too Yeah. I wanted to note um, before we move on that um, I like to look at the bus tour itineraries and steal their ideas. Oh, that's good. Don't, don't tell the bus tour companies. (laughs) I'll keep it to ourselves. (laughs) Sorry, Ken. Uh, Thanks for the great ideas. (laughs) That's a really good idea though. Yeah. Just kind of like, I mean, you could totally steal their itineraries and, uh, and then drive it yourself. And so you get the ideas of kind of the highlights and uh, just a little tip. I like it. Now I'm going to keep this in my little, the back of my travel mind. (laughs) Megan, I wanted you to share some of the highlights from your trip. Obviously would be here forever if you told us every single thing that you did in Ireland, but I definitely want to hear some highlights so that I and our listeners can kind of figure out if it's something that they want to do when they go to Ireland. Yeah, no, definitely. So sort of just quickly, some of the things that we did and enjoyed, obviously Irish pubs, I mean, we're all pretty aware of that. In particular, one that we loved, we got pretty authentic or what we felt was an authentic experience was in uh, the town of Donegal. Um, It's also a county. So it's sort of, I just wanted to make sure I specify that. And it was called the Blue Stack Bar. Um, I didn't want to go in at all. I'm really not going to lie to you. The windows, it was blue on the outside and the windows were like opaque. So you couldn't see in. And I'm like, seems dodgy. Why won't they, why won't they show me what's in there? (laughs) They don't want me to see it. Um, but Peter, of course, is the braver of us, and he's like, let's go in. So we went in, and there was this old guy named Denis behind the bar. He was desperate for a chat. He was literally all by himself. <laughs> and throughout the evening, we got to know him. His wife passed away, and he spends a lot of his time at the bar running his business still. And in the evening, older local patrons came in and out and had drinks, and we chatted. It was literally like so authentic, and it's something I won't ever forget. <laughs> and of course, it was Peter's idea. Idea, which is irritating to me. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that always seems to be the case. But anyhow, I would say another highlight was Killarney itself. It's a sweet little town. Uh, but from there, we were able to go to Skellig Michael, um, Inch Beach, both on the Ring of Kerry, again, which is a beautiful drive that a lot of people do recommend. It's also recommended, I read in some blogs, to travel counterclockwise. We didn't do the whole thing. It wasn't a big of a deal, but it's better to go against the tour buses than sort of get stuck behind them. And apparently that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing near Killarney, which I've already talked about, so I won't really go into, but that was the owl experience at Falconry Carey. Um, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, there was a ton of locations there and you can Google those on the internet and see where you can go. And we had both watched Game of Thrones before we went. So one of the things I definitely wanted to do 
it's called the Dark Hedges, but in Game of Thrones, it was known as the King's Road. So there were a lot of shots on horses coming down this road and the trees there are absolutely gorgeous and it did not disappoint me. It was just beautiful. And that was on our way to Northern Ireland. And Northern Ireland is something that I really don't think your trip is complete without. I'm talking like um, Belfast, of course. Um, there's a place there called Caracarede Rope Bridge. It's your a pace of money to terrify yourself, but you literally do walk across this rope bridge to another small island. And the views are just gorgeous. Like it's one of those things like it's not crazy, but you walk this rope bridge and there's just uh, this beautiful place for you to sit and look at the ocean and the high cliffs. And it, it was just gorgeous. Um, Giant's Causeway, also very popular. That's in Northern Ireland. And another spot, if you're into whiskey, you can visit Old Bushmills Distillery. We did stop in, but a bus tour had arrived just before we did. So we're like, mm, thanks anyway. <laughs> but we did see it. It looked, it looked cool. Um, in Dublin, St. Stephen's Green is a beautiful park, pretty reminiscent, but on a bigger scale of the public gardens here in Halifax. Oh, okay. So really, really enjoyable. Obviously, the Guinness Storehouse and the Grafton Street pub area, you really can't miss that. We didn't really go to any pubs there, honestly. We just walked through to see the people and do some <laughs> gawking around. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, we we kind of went against the grain and we chose not to do the more popular and often crowded Cliffs of Moher. Instead, we decided to visit, and I'm not going to say this properly, but Sliev League's Cliffs. So that's in County Donegal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've we <laughs> the road up was very narrow and winding. And I said to Peter, we will not be driving on it. So it was a literal two kilometer walk to the top, which I kind of regretted part <laughs> The winds were blowing probably what felt like 120 kilometers an hour. I thought I lost Peter over the side at one point, and I actually like came away with like tears coming down my face. I thought I lost him. That's how hard it was blowing. But I have no regrets about choosing something a little bit different mm-hmm. and missing something that I, I know I can see pictures of on the internet. And if I go back, maybe we'll do that. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? You have to choose sometimes, and we made the tough choice. So those I would say – Again, among many, many things, those were some of the big highlights. And what about yourself? Like, have you sort of thought about some things that are important to you? Because everybody's itinerary is different. Yeah. So I will say that we didn't get too far into our planning before yeah. um, <laughs> the um, doc, the Google Doc that I made when we started playing the trip was March 5th, which. Oh. Uh, yeah. We were, so young and innocent. We were so full of hope that we were doing this trip. <laughs> In June of right. 2020, right. Um, we were delusional, but I, we, nobody knew it was coming for us. No, it's our um, first pandemic. It's everyone's yeah. first pandemic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, flare so, We were planning a lot of the stops that you just mentioned. Um, we were planning a 10-day trip. Um, that's what we were initially planning. I really wanted to fit um, Skellig Michael in there and we were having a hard time fitting it in. Um, so I'm just thinking now we're just going to have to extend it to a 14 day trip because mm, I deserve it. You do. And 14 <laughs> turns into 13 anyway, once you travel. That's so. true. Yeah. It yeah. was kind of an, I guess, a nine, uh, nine day, I guess, 10 yeah. with, the, with the traveling. And um yeah, it's we were supposed to go in June or we were looking at going in June because that's when the WestJet prices were very cheap. 
when we were looking at the beginning of March last year. Um, What time of year did you go? June. June. Okay. Yeah. Like pretty much the first two weeks, I would say sort of like a week into June. So yeah. Yeah. That's basically exactly when we were planning. I think it was like June 6th or something like that. Yeah. That's when we were going. (laughs) Someday I'll get there. Yeah. Um, The other thing that actually Ryan really, really wanted to do was the Giants Causeway, um, which is in Northern Ireland. And we want to talk to you about why you should visit Northern Ireland because I feel like a lot of people avoid it. Yep. I agree. And I've, I've actually heard that myself from like people locally who've gone, they're just like, I didn't want to go. And I mean, obviously it's associated with like lots of past uh, troubles, but some of the things I mentioned above that were our highlights are Northern Ireland Mm -hmm. highlights in particular, of course, though the troubles have centered in the past around Derry and of course, Belfast. Mm -hmm. And some of them aren't in the too distant past in particular Derry, but we really loved our time there. There's literally so much to see and do. And we only saw a fraction of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Belfast is a really beautiful city with so much history. And I really think it's important to learn that history again, so it's not repeated or so that you know sort of what places have been through. And mm-hmm. like I've mentioned on a previous podcast, that's where we did our black cab tour to learn about those troubles. Well, yeah. so that was a big piece of what we did while we were in Belfast. Um, but there's also a lot of walking streets there, lots of shopping, pubs, a beautiful waterfront, great coffee shops. And it's a really good vibe. Of course, I have to mention as a caveat, we were in the part of the city meant for tourists, Mm -hmm. but that's where we belonged. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we stayed where we belonged, more of the downtown core, and we honestly had a perfectly lovely time. And as for the rest of Northern Ireland, I mean, you've already mentioned it and so have I. You don't want to miss Giants Causeway and the other spots we've mentioned. And I personally don't feel like I said, you've really seen the whole country if you haven't been to Northern Ireland. But do keep in mind before you go, that they do use, of course, the British pound there. So if you're taking cash, make sure you get some pounds. Um, And also the speed limit there is in miles, not kilometers. Um, And there's really no signage to tell you that. So all of a sudden our GPS started telling us that the uh, speed limit was 93 kilometers an hour. We're like, that seems like a very random number. (laughs) It was actually 60 miles and we were like so confused because when they crossed in it automatically changed anyhow it's 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 a different it's a different world up there but there are things to keep in mind like that but honestly you don't really know you're going from one to the other except for a few a few things but i i i say don't miss it like i really mm-hmm. feel it's important to see if you have the time to do it definitely um which brings us to how much time per stop because it's funny when i look back at the um Google Doc that I started when I started planning this trip, I was I was about to make a road trip sin and jam a whole bunch of stuff in there. I I just can't believe it. I, I know you? it's shocking. It's sho- when I look at that document, I'm like, what what what? <laughs> <laughs> the hours did I think was in the ding? Ooh, we weren't gonna sleep, um, which would have saved on hotels apparently. I mean, but, there's uh, that. <laughs> So, Megan, tell me how much time I should spend in one place and talk me out of spending one night in one place and doing Right. And I can't do that completely because I think there's a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. And I think if I recall correctly, 
our first six nights were like one night stops. Now I don't, I personally don't find that ideal, but it did allow us to cover a lot of ground of Northern Ireland and make it over to the West coast where we did want to spend a bit more time. Mm -hmm. So it got us to see some really cool stuff and sort of in that time got us over to the west side of the country because we did spend three days in Killarney where besides the places I've already mentioned, you should definitely add Killarney National Park and Muckross House, which is in the park to your itinerary while you're there, both amazing and beautiful, great to get out in nature. And then we also spent a couple of days in Cork. Now, Cork allowed us to easily visit the Blarney Castle, where, of course, you kiss the Blarney Stone, which now seems like an <laughs> insane thing to do. And I can't believe it. They did clean it in between each person. But after we were done, Peter's like, did you actually touch that with your mouth? I'm like, yes. And he's like, I didn't. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have either. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for telling me now. Anyway, here oh. I am. So I didn't die from it. Um, and really, we hadn't been through a pandemic before, so that didn't really cross my mind. Oh. But I guess we can say that we did it. Um, again, advice, show up early. It's one of those places mm-hmm. that, as you can imagine, throughout the day gets crazy busy. Now, if kissing the Blarney Stone doesn't interest you, I do want to say that the castle itself and the grounds there, beautifully manicured, so many different um, spots on the grounds with different types of foliage and flowers, and there's a poisonous garden. There's like Ooh. the, re- it's really, <laughs> really you couldn't imagine it, but it's really cool. So even if you don't want to do that, I think the castle and the grounds themselves are a can't miss. So overall, I guess I would say to fit things in, sometimes you do have to do one-nighters, but if you can find sort of a central area with offshoots of things you can do, that's where it will allow you to sort of relax, settle in for a bit. And like we've talked about before, maybe have some free time for some surprise activities. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know Jen, that sounds tough for you. <laughs> Very but tough. I really recommend it. <laughs> I will try. I will yes. do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so to end our trip after that, we did end up back in Dublin. So some people, of course, do Dublin right when they arrived, but we wanted to do it at the end and we felt we didn't need a car for that. And we were right. You definitely yeah. don't. Plus it would save money on not having the car for as long. So we dropped it back at the airport. You can catch a cheap bus into Dublin, which can also save you some money, but apparently we we like to do things the hard way. We did get a taxi, which isn't really the hard way. It's just the more expensive way, but it did take us right to our Airbnb. So we didn't have to drag our suitcases around, which I'm definitely about that. And we, then we spent our last couple of days touring the city and it made it really easy for us to return to the airport. No hassle of having to return the car the same day you're catching your flight. I really like stress-free stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes it's worth it just to spend a little bit extra um, money to take the cab. So you're not dragging your suitcase on public transit, um, which I've done, but yes, have, eh, so have I. Sometimes it's just worth it to spend a little bit of extra money, but um, it's it's always nice when a city has a very easy option to get to the airport because yeah. some cities don't. Oh no, a hundred percent. No, I completely agree. Um, I've done a lot of talking, so I'd love for you to tell us one of our favorite things to do, some fun facts about Ireland, and in particular, St. Patrick's Day. Yes, yes. All right, first one. Um, Spoiler alert, St. Patrick wasn't (laughs) Irish. What? What the heck? I know. He was born somewhere in Great Britain. Historians aren't really sure if it was like Wales or Scotland or uh, England. 
Um, but at the age of 16, he was kidnapped by the Irish Raiders. That seems harsh. Right. He was a slave yeah. in Ireland for six <gasps> years as a sheep herder. Um, and after six years, he went home. Mm-mm. Wherever that was. Apparently, they just let him go. Um, <laughs> and he studied religion and became an ordained priest. Okay. Um, and then he later returned to Ireland as a missionary. So obviously he didn't hold it against the Irish that he got kidnapped and enslaved. He really was a saint. Right. And so we celebrate St. Patrick's Day on the day of his death. So March 17th, day of St. Patrick's death. So if wow. you feel like kind of being the Debbie Downer at your St. Patrick's <laughs> Day party, I feel like you can tell everybody that St. Patrick wasn't Irish and he was kidnapped and enslaved by the Irish and we celebrate his death day. But drink your little beer and have yeah. your little fun. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, I thought this one was really interesting. Ireland has had a very high birth rate for the last 50 years. And because of that, they have one of the youngest populations in the world. Really? And 50% of the population is less than 28 years of age. Wow, that is a I, lot. Wow, that feels very different from where we live in Nova Scotia because it's uh, a lot of older people here. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> so That's amazing. Uh, very interesting. Um, I, I love this little fun fact. A motorway in Ireland was delayed by 10 years and then rerouted to protect a tree that was thought to belong to fairies. Oh, that's so precious. Isn't it? God bless the Irish. Yeah. (laughs) Our last one, which goes against what we all think of St. Patrick's Day, until the (laughs) 1970s, Irish law actually prohibited pubs from being open on March 17th because it's a religious day. (laughs) My whole brain is going to just explode. I know. Like, St. Patrick's Day is not what you thought, people. <laughs> nope. Nope. They're, oh, my goodness. Wow. But again, just enjoy the day, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's our, that's our island, Ireland, Ireland show. Yes, Ireland. Ireland. Um, And there's so much to see and do. Um, This is just a glimpse of how we prepared and what we did. Again, you can go way more in depth or or way more broad. Um, There's just so much to see and do. But again, it's going to depend on your time frame and your must-see attractions, usually different for everybody with a few similar things sprinkled in. And like we said, make sure, uh, leave some time open the Irish are friendly people, plan to be open to, you know, chatting and getting to know the locals, especially outside of Dublin. Mm-hmm. Dublin's a city like any other city where it's not as easy to sort of meet people. But right. in those smaller towns, people are, people really do just want to chat and, and enjoy other people's company. So definitely be open to that. Mm-hmm. And we'd likely need to go back, honestly, a few more times to fit everything in. Um, don't stretch yourself too thin and understand you're not going to see everything. And, and like we said in the beginning, just be at peace with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I'm thinking that after this pandemic, we'll be so excited to talk to other people that even in the cities, maybe people, <laughs> maybe so. Ah, tourists. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> I, I hope it's like that. I also wanted to mention that you have a great video on your YouTube channel that, um, will be in our episode show notes, but um, that video alone made me want to visit Skelly Michael. Oh, yeah. So. We'll put that in the show notes. I, I even forgot about that. But the video, plus we have a, a blog post about 
um, what you should do to prepare and things to keep in mind if you did want to visit Skellig, Michael. Um, it is a big undertaking, so I would definitely recommend reading that or just doing your internet research in general because it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> but it looks so amazing. It is. <laughs> uh, so thanks for tuning in today. We wish you the luck of the Irish um, and hope that you're celebrating safely and responsibly. So happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Um, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a travel-loving friend, and we will talk to you soon. Bye! Bye!